1: you're listening to season five of mother may i sleep with podcast i'm your host molly mackie You guys, today I have on my friend Eden, Eden Xo. We've been friends for a long time through many stages of our lives. She's a pop star. I'm excited to present to her my idea for her new hit single. But yes, how you doing, girl?
0: Hey, girl. I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you. We got the Girl Scout cookies. We got Lifetime movies. We got magic crystals. Do you Couldn't know be who I ordered
1: these from? Who? My niece, Jody Sweeten's daughter. We I follow her biological father on Twitter, and one of like his fans added me with his new <laughs> Sammy's dying with the Girl Scout cookie link to Beatrix's Girl Scout cookies. and I was not going to order, and then I ate all my smores that came, mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, I have a link for like my sister's daughter. So I went and got some. Guys, we're starting out on a real, not creepy note today. Everything's going <laughs> great over here at my house. I was not watching What Would You Do with John Keones and crying two hours ago.
0: Wait, like the Nickelodeon, What Would You Do? No, I wish. That's oh. the
1: one with um, what's his what, face. What, what,
0: what, what, what,
1: would you do? He was the guy <laughs> who hosted um, Double Dare. No. Love the, that guy. We love
0: him. He's great. Mark, Mark Summers. Mark
1: Summers. Right. Mark Summers from Double Dare. Duh.
0: In um the temple one, uh, *Legends
1: of the Hidden Temple*. Yes,
0: yeah. I live.
1: Um, no, I was watching the one. It's about like moral conundrums mm-hmm. where like you go out in public. Oh my god, I love that show. Mm-hmm. I know, and I was like crying about it because I was like, that cashier should not belittle him for being illiterate. And then, <laughs>
0: and then I'm like, Molly, it's fake. <laughs> like, no, not all of it. You know, Gaga was on an episode of that. No, before she was Gaga what did she do did she do the right thing she um oh no i'm so sorry she was on boiling points a little Uh, similar that's similar Similar. that was um, yeah okay i remember that they like trashed her salad or something or she got up to pee and then they came to like she was in a restaurant she got up to pee she wasn't finished eating clearly and then someone came over and like put like napkins and like straw wrappers in her salad to like clear it and
1: i feel like whitney cummings was like one of the Agitators. Maybe. Like I think that that was one of her first jobs. Gaga she also did like well. punked. I think
0: the only weird thing was she was wearing flip flops, which I was like, "Whoa, Gaga! We would never." See Lady Gaga. You. Well, she's
1: you know, I mean. Isn't she a wealthy girl? She can deal with a fucked up salad. Like, I respect
0: it, but I'm like, you're from money. Like, you've had worse. You know what I mean? But she was, like, chill. Like, she was kind, you know? She could have been from from money and been, like, a little bitch. And she wasn't. No,
1: that's right. You're right. But so, anyway, today's going great. I wanted to do this movie with you originally because I feel like... Menu for murder. Like, there's so many big names in it. Julia Duffy, Morgan Fairchild, the late Edie McClurg. Do oh. you remember Ferris Bueller's? I do. And that, like, the secretary that was in the principal's office? Oh, yeah. That was Patsy in this movie. Oh. And this movie is basically full of iconic legends. Icons. It's a really, really great movie. I fucking loved it. Um, I was telling Eden before that this sort of falls into. I guess maybe iffy category if we're being like lifetime purists. This originally was made and aired on CBS. Like a lot of the big ones that we do, like She Fought Alone and um, I don't know. I think even uh, Death of a Cheerleader was originally made for a network TV movie. This movie, I think, though, has a unique distinction of being a backdoor pilot. Do you know what that is? A backdoor pilot. Yeah. Like a pilot that didn't get picked up and turned into a movie? So back in the day, like 90210 is the example I always use. I should like find some more examples. But back in the day, like they would test and see if America was ready for this concept as a TV show by making a TV movie. And it would be like basically just like get to know these characters, like get to know everything that's going on around town, like see that get involved in this like murder or this thing and then watch it play out and at the end of it if America wants like if it tested well they would be like okay we're making a pilot totally and like it makes sense especially for the star power that they got in this movie because at the time this movie was made in 1990 yeah when like all of these women were at like the peak of their careers in a lot of way this Mm -hmm. was also Casper Van Dien's first movie Who now who does he play he plays Kevin the lifeguard Oh, yeah, this was his first movie. Um, And I I love the part
0: when Kevin has the face mask on and like runs away.
1: It's (laughs) iconic. Like this movie has so many Joan Van Ark, who plays um, Julia. Um, We're going to have to break down for everyone at home. This movie is about like six bitches. You know what I mean? Morgan
0: Fairchild, like icon. Uh, Absolute icon. By the way, she's gorgeous. She's still gorgeous, by the way. I was in a movie with her not that long ago and she was still gorgeous
1: it's unbelievable like yeah. how beautiful she is what movie did you guys do
0: we did a movie called you're gonna miss me mm-hmm. shot out in um bisbee arizona and i didn't have any scenes with her but i saw her walking around and she was quite beautiful that's
1: like kind of ironic because that's where susan henshaw was born arizona a small town in arizona so the big, busy world of Encino, California. This the is where Encino we know Encino of it all. The, the Encino. Encino. <laughs> and I was, like, so happy that, like, you grew up here when I was watching this. Because I was like, okay, she's going to have some extra tea. Like, Ed yeah. always has a little extra juice on L.A. in the 90s and
0: 80s and everything. Also, we, the last time I saw you, which was just, I mean, a couple weeks ago, we got Persian food in Encino. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was delicious. But, like, I don't usually go to Encino, so that's kind of funny. It was like a... Hey, do you want to get Persian food in Encino? And now this entire film takes place in Encino. You know, I was
1: noticing that it was like right next to a Benihana, which I've never been to one, ever. Ever in your
0: life? Never in my life. It's like one Malls. of my unique traits in this world is meaning I've like you been been just at Benihana. this point don't want to do it because like no. you want to keep saying I've never been to a Benihana.
1: No, that's how I feel about like eating Twinkies even though now I've eaten a Twinkie for a long time I wore that as like a badge of honor mm-hmm. that like I somehow made it to like 32 or something without eating a Twinkie. Um but then my aunt made me eat one and I
0: was sort of like, yeah, it's everything I didn't want. Um I have that about two things and on Valentine's Day one is over already one-ended <laughs> what was it okay so I, that sounds i mean so mad suspicious the first one I, I mean not to get off track but the first one is i've never seen star wars mm-hmm. still haven't mm-hmm. that one i can still go around still never seen it myself we have really? that yeah. oh my god i knew i loved you second one was um by the way at this point like i'd love to see star wars but like just feel like i can't now like uh, it's too
1: late because the nerds are so like aggressive about it. like, yeah. And also every guy you ever date is like, like you oh, seen
0: Star Wars? I'll oh. be the
1: one to get you to watch Star Wars. And I'm like, no, like I <laughs> at that point, I'm like, I'm not giving you this. It's like giving someone like your anal virginity. Like it's like right. dog, like Gotta I'm special. not doing this with you. OK,
0: <laughs> so then what's number two that you number ended two. on Valentine's? Yeah. Number two is I ha- I up until Valentine's Day a couple days ago, I ha- I had no tattoos on my body.
1: What you do? Not a one. <laughs> really? I'm kind of shocked by that. Everyone was shocked by it. Cuz um, you're like a little like you've been around for a while. Like I would feel like you'd have like a bad faded heart somewhere on your like lower not like t- like tramp stamp, but like oh, I like, would think you'd have yeah. like a Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like, like stars somewhere. Yes. Like,
0: no, none of nothing of the sort, but now I have some like really like pretty private script under my boob nice yeah i'm happy for you thank you
1: so much Um, and it really hurt i was gonna say that when we were in in encino i wish that i was like okay we have to get persian food because like i want to honor your culture but Mm -hmm. also because like i love persian food i already know that then i was like looking at it i'm like there's a benihana this close and Encino's like pretty close. I thought it was like an hour away or something.
0: No, it's so close. Who knew? So, do you want to go to Benihana? Yeah, I think okay. especially
1: after seeing this movie, definitely. Um, but what this made me really want was Chin Chin because they mentioned that they at the do. beginning of this. So, O.J. Simpson trial truthers, like I want you to, truthers. I want you to know that this for me kept bringing up major like. Chris, Faye, Resnick, oh my Nicole. god, same, same, mm-hmm.
0: same. The outfits, the whole, the way they like the like all the spots, like absolutely. I think there's another one besides Chin Chin. Let me look at my notes. Oh yeah, look, Chin Chin, the jazzercise, the psychic nutritionist of it all, mm-hmm. very Chris Jenner vibes, one hundred percent. And this is like, like she would have been friends with Charlene and like all the girls,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So like. We, because this movie is about six women or so, we're going to have to do a little description at the top to break it down for you which character is which. And I can tell you the actress as well. Um, But I think for just sort of being quick and pacing or whatever, um, we'll just sort of give you descriptions and the actress's name. And then I guess it's on you motherfuckers to (laughs) follow the rest (laughs) of this time. I'll do the best I can to uh, keep you in the loop. So our main person in this group is Susan Henshaw and that's played by Julia Duffy who everyone should know from Designing Women some of her other big hits I guess she was on New Heart um, I'm wondering what younger people might know her from Shameless she was um, Candace Lishman on Famous um, so she's been around oh she was on Passions quite notably she was around love forever passion. she still is around we love her Anyone from, like, the sugar baker family has, like, a major just stamp of approval for me. Then we have, um, so Julia Duffy's character is basically, like, She's the sweet, doe-eyed housewife that basically doesn't belong with the rest of these bitches. Like, she's wearing jeans and oversized sweaters and is, like, very, you know, very pretty, put together. does all the stuff that the rest of these women do, except she's not particularly obnoxious. Probably because she came from a small town in Arizona. Right. Just like you and Morgan Fairchild. Right. Then we have, I guess, Jan. We should go right into Jan because she's going to die quickly. Can
0: we talk about Jan's card outfit? Yeah,
1: it's iconic. I die.
0: Yeah, so she has like... I mean, Like I want a replica for like a stage performance. I mean, it's everything. It's everything of the sort.
1: I think that you should do that. Actually, that would be a deep cut in Nacho Experts. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Eden's going to give you 10% off your ticket if you come out for her next... Okay? That's, 100%. Yep. Yeah, 10%, just, 100%. There we go. Uh, enter Mother May I at your Ticketmaster checkout. Okay, so guys, um, she is a... Um, Robin Mattson who plays Jan is apparently like a soap opera regular and I think that they were smart when they did this because they were cashing in on a lot of people that were known for sort of like soapy shows and created almost a comedy dynamic that normally wouldn't happen Jan is like the most hated bitch in town she wears power suits she has on a fabulous outfit we this I actually will go through and screenshot a lot of the notable outfits because, guys, Fish Netflix. I want Blair, um, my friend who does that show. Um, oh, my God. Why is her partner's name escaping my mind? But she they do a show all about basically movie fashion. Mm. And it's wonderful. And I think Blair would, like, die for this. Maybe we should do a crossover. Can it's- we, like,
0: look on IMDb, like, who the costumer was on this? Because I wonder if they went on to do, like, more iconic things.
1: Uh, We'll look into that for sure. Because the clothes were
0: everything. Like, everything.
1: So the things to know about Jan when we reference her is that she is a woman about town um, in more ways than one, and we'll learn about that later. She is, like, the head bitch. She is punishing. She's impossible. She's rough. She's mean. She doesn't care if your feelings are hurt. Jan cares about Jan. 100. Okay. Then we have... I want to go to Julia next. So Julia is played by Joan Van Ark. She is sort of the comedic sidekick of the group. She was on Knots Landing, again, from a big um, Young and the Restless. She's done mostly like soaps and then just like one-off parts. A lot of these women have done like one-off parts where you would know them throughout their career as character actresses. Julia is basically, she's married to a... Um, big exterminator guy they moved from Silver Lake over to Encino when they Mm kind of had their financial glow up she's the mother of Kevin and then I guess there's like I don't know a 15 year age gap between older kids I like also how weird was it like I remember being like the baby on the leash when like my friends (laughs) in like third grade would have a pregnant mom we would like all knew what sex was at that point so it was kind of like ew like Mm -hmm. Caroline's mom had sex like like very (laughs) weird at a certain point to have an age gap um julia's really fun she is kind of a little bit of like a madonna inspo i would say with like the the bows and the hair and yeah she's like a little she's just she's a little extra
0: she has like a red angled bob which is we stand okay Mm -hmm. also her baby had a gucci baby seat i would just like to point that out because i wonder what it would sell for today and like who would buy it cardi b Well, I wonder if
1: that was actually left over from if she took that from the yard sale, because I know Jan tried to sell a Gucci baby seat at the yard sale. And I'm kind of like, go for it. Totally. (laughs) If that was you, if you scam that from the yard sale. Good. Um, But no, they I mean, they all seem bad with money. Yeah, I feel like Susan's the only person that would, like, have a coupon. But, like, she wouldn't do it intentionally. But, like, if she had a coupon, she wouldn't be afraid to use it. Right. These The rest of these women, never a day in their life would they take a hand-me-down. Like, CVS
0: receipts today, they would throw it in the trash. Absolutely. Susan would skim through. And if she saw extra bucks, she'd save that section and then probably throw the rest in the trash. Yes, 100%. By the way, that
1: was me. Up until not that long ago, my cleaning lady like reprimanded me. She was like, You're throwing away money. And I was like, What do you mean? And I was like, Honestly, Martha, like, I don't go to CVS that much. I was like, Take my. And when so, you do,
0: they're expired, and you're like, okay, what's the fucking point? <laughs> so
1: that's what I mean. Like, I was like, take my extra bucks. I was like, I will give you my mother's phone number, because, mm-hmm. like, the McAleer family, we scam. Like, <laughs> by scam, <laughs> I mean everyone uses the same CVS number. So, like, I always will call my mom you be like, I feel really bad. I got, like, $10 in extra bucks, and I feel like that did not come from me. And she's like, I don't... She always says, like, I don't even go to CVS anymore. I'm like, this is coming from somewhere. Um, (laughs) My mom is secretly addicted to CVS. Yeah, Martha's
0: been waiting to hit that 10.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so she told me, she shamed me. But then we go into paula preston paula is the town sex pot she's stirring things up this is by eden's acting partner morgan. morgan fairchild who you know from so many fucking if i have to tell you who morgan fairchild is get the
0: fuck off like i don't even
1: you guys are also gonna subscribe
0: if you don't know goodbye
1: you're gonna be disappointed in me i feel like the people who are even you you probably even my age or younger i do not have a amazing soap opera literacy like i would say it goes as deep as like people who have been on real housewives of beverly hills so if you're a big soaps fan and at some point i'm like absolutely desecrating your queen with like my comments just please know that i don't really know what i'm talking about when it comes to soaps um okay so paula's basically she's got her hand in everyone's shit right she's a gossip She's definitely probably the most traditionally beautiful out of all these women. She has a way with men. She's very gossipy. Lord knows where her money comes from. She's always got something going on. Then we have Marty. Okay, so... Do we
0: skip over, the, like, the woman who goes, like, hello, hello? No, <laughs> we'll get top. to her. Okay.
1: She she actually is kind of an afterthought. For, like, everything that she is, she's kind of an afterthought for me. Marty is... Um, she is, like, I guess, like sort of that she's the one who works in the group she's a real estate agent she's the only black woman in the group she by the way like I'm so concerned about like the fact that she has to get her hair done at Patsy's salon where I'm like sh-
0: they don't know what they're doing they do
1: not know what they're doing
0: at no. Patsy's salon I wouldn't trust no Patsy she was getting like, you know what she was getting her nails done at Patsy's salon
1: right maybe she was just brushing her own hair that says a lot she really wanted to hang out with them yeah yeah fuck but she knew not to let Patsy near her head here's hoping um, um, she has done a lot of stuff. Marla Gibbs is the name of this actress. I'm looking through her thing right now to see if I know any of the stuff she was on. I mean, also her, her
0: fashion, the power suits, the, it was everything.
1: Incredible. Yeah. By the way, I will say that Marla Gibbs is working more now. It seems than ever. Like she's working a lot recently. She's made recent appearances on the neighborhood and Blackish, uh, the Thundermans. What's the Thundermans? Um, but I would say some of her biggest roles are like the First Family. She did uh, Passions, a lot of soap. This is all soap. I love that the Hughleys. She Hughleys. She played um, Hattie Mae Hughley. So, work Marla. I feel like I've only seen the Hughleys like if I was on vacation. And oh my God, she played Florence Johnston on um, the Jeffersons. Oh,
0: iconic show! Jesus!
1: Um, and during Black History Month, I'm this unprepared for like probably the most iconic Black actress we've ever had. There's not a lot of diversity on on um, Lifetime, like at all. I know.
0: I noticed, but I mean, this movie kind of tried, especially I know. for back in the day. Like, I mean, they definitely did. They, they tried more than a lot of other movies. You know what I mean? Kind of yes, like and there were no. ki- there were kids at school. There were like you know there was kids in school. I mean this is well the thing. I meant, Sorry, I meant it wasn't all white kids in the class. There was there was diversity happening like when they were at that carnival and there were some kids walking around. It was good for a CBS, but movie at the same, the same time, week. like they didn't give any of those kids any lines. So,
1: but at the same time, That's with Lifetime, up. they do it that way. So you're like, oh, and so the Asian best friend, like it's like literally casting the way that like. You yeah. would assume bad people would do casting where they're like, we need a minority. Right. I think that's probably what happened here. Right. I will say that I think that Marla Gibbs got probably one of the best
0: roles. Absolutely. One of the
1: best characters. Probably my favorite. Um, like, purely. If I was like, I need a friend in this group. Because she's inspiring. She's independent. She's killing
0: it on her own.
1: I know. would hang out with Marty Hallard before I would hang out with anyone else on this list. Same. Same. Then we go to Charlene Voss. Now, hello, hello. She, her voice is unreal. She has a voice that it cannot belong to a human.
0: Like she must be British or something. Like doing an American accent.
1: I, I mean, she must be. So she was in Austin Powers. So I mean, that to me means she's British for sure. Um, there's a lot of like vocal callbacks to another time. Like hi, bye. Like they do, they do like this little like thing where i'm like oh my god you're like evil women like you're from like see that's the other thing this movie kind of made me afraid of women even more than usual like where i'm just like oh my god don't hurt me like (laughs) i can't handle this like don't play your games okay bitch like so she's done a lot of voice acting she's done uh fairly odd parents which is she played uh mama kosma Never seen that show. I'm too old. Phineas and Ferb. She did as well. So that makes sense that she has like a good voice for this. She played uh, Fran Metzger on Curb Your Enthusiasm.
0: Oh, who she did a nice little uh, arc there. But here's the thing about her voice and the audio of the whole thing. Did uh-huh. you feel like I couldn't tell if it was my TV or what was going on? It was 100% dubbed. Okay. It was all dubbed. It was like every it's like it's like whoever was operating the boom like it was like it was it on or something and they made everyone say every line again in a studio and dump it in. Like it sounded it sounded like when you like get, like, a classic kung fu movie translated to English, and it just, like, doesn't line up. Like, I was like, what is going on? It was glaring.
1: I'm so glad that you mentioned that, because sometimes afraid to, like, I'm, I can be either sensitive to things or very insensitive. Like, with my best friend Ed, his TV is, like, some sort of HD I that hate when we that, watch, and everybody
0: looks all real and like the, I'm like, the movie the, magic's gone.
1: The Real Housewives are in our fucking living room. <laughs> like I'm <am> so uncomfortable. <laughs> Teresa and Jocelyn are like do du- like dueling it out right in front of me. It makes me so uncomfortable. So like, some- but also at certain times, like I'm that person that someone sets up the stereo system, and they're like. Oh my god! How amazing is this sound? And I'm like, I could, I would listen to this out of my computer and be happy. I don't fucking know. Um, so I'm glad you noticed that and said it because sometimes I don't know if it's like a me thing or if everyone knows. But there's a lot of weird dubbing, and I think that you guys. The first will time even... I noticed was the hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> was the first time. I think you guys will even be able to hear it at home. There was a couple scenes where I was like, if they can hear it, they'll hear it. Mm-hmm. So the one character I'm just not going to give a first name because it's also another scene name and um it just we don't need it long term um we're gonna call her mrs man she is uh played by cindy williams connie man cindy williams has done a bunch of stuff she's actually probably the most known for doing like comedic acting out of the group she was um shirley feeney on laverne and shirley there you go normal life was a show she did she did a show called getting by um, and then, you know, some little stuff here and there. She did a part in American graf- graffiti, um, more American graffiti. Oh, that's rad. So she's like, she's definitely, I mean, she's, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's fucking Shirley from Laverne and Shirley. Uh, yeah, she's fucking Shirley from Laverne and Shirley. Oh, wow. Now, this is what's so interesting, is because this is why I'm extra convinced it's a backdoor pilot. Mrs. Mann is up to no good in this movie. We're not going to give away the ending, but Mrs. Mann is not to be trusted, and that is classic casting where they would be like, "Okay, we're going to like do a whole new version. This is going to be a TV movie that comes in the space and fucks things up." And everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like all these good girls are playing bad girls, and all these bad girls are playing good girls. Like, what is this? We're going to run it as a series. So they had um. Sweet Shirley on to play, sort of a bad girl. Yeah, bad no, girls not club. So sweet. So now that you know all the girls, I think it's time to get into the movie. Yeah. We obviously know the setting is Encino, California. Um,
0: it's a big jump from Silver Lake to Encino.
1: My, I know, and I wanna, I wanna do ask you. Do you remember that line? Of the course movie. I do, <laughs> honey. I'm incredibly well acquainted with this. So. My sample for you is like the beginning of this movie, right when they put up the titles, which, by the way, great titles for font is one of our categories Um, for the titles like they had this like sort of gun clicking going on over the like more classical music. And I was like, Eden, sample that. That kind of slaps. Ooh. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what?
0: I could hear like some sort of drum loop being made out of that. It's kind of like a smash hit, I think. So that's like a little little snare and a kick right there. Your
1: song Nacho Experts dropping soon. Do you know what we call our fans, Nacho Experts? No, I do now. Because um, (laughs) one of our... Like one of our first our first movie ever was Jodi Arias' Dirty Little Secret. Okay, and there's a line in it that's a throwaway line by someone who's like an extra, and she goes, "Katie, come here, we need your nacho expertise," and like it just <laughs> killed me for some
0: reason. So that's how our 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 fans, Malls Nation. Um, oh, I think I've heard. I think I was listening to an episode, um, and you were talking about like. The, like all up top nacho layers or like you were using another nacho analogy so this is like a thing yeah probably okay. yeah okay. probably like, recently
2: i like don't even eat nachos like it's <laughs> just like it's you know it's all about katie we open up on this little suburban town it's called encino we know what it is
1: We see the moms playing up to school for PTA. From the moment you see them, you realize this movie is going to be very high camp, and it's going to be a treat. Now, what I love about this movie is I'm a big John Waters fan, and I realize that this is an incredibly generous, like, comparison, and I think anyone at home who's a big John Waters fan, I think you will like this movie. It is incredibly camp. Send this movie to the Met Gala. Everyone else is canceled. This movie was... So camp. It was so delicious. I love it. I was saying earlier, like, if you have, like, a first date with someone and it's going really well and you get drunk and you go back to your place to, like, watch a movie, I think that this is a really good movie to put on to test their sense of humor. And by the way, it's on the movie club right now. So if you're having a good date this week, just go do it. Mm -hmm. So um, you can tell
0: a lot by a person by how they will react to Menu for Murder. I'm going to go on record and say that. I think that's true. Yeah. Um,
1: So one of the moms pulls up in a brown van. We know it's Julia. It has a large bug on top of it. Her husband's an exterminator, and the family car is with him today. He has a Mercedes. So Julia, she's driving the brown van, even though she's a little bit embarrassed by it. Um, Let's set up the dynamic of these women in the PTA. Let's play 247 to 528.
3: Yeah. PTA executive board meeting will come to order to discuss the swimming pool project. And it will come to order now. Now Oh, for goodness
4: sake, Jan, you did throw it open for discussion. Discussion, not a free-for-all. Now am I the only one who takes this pool project seriously? We all take it seriously. Yeah, and during Charlene's term as president, all we did is buy new erasers for the fourth grade. Yeah, but they were great erasers, Charlene. You can hold your head up high, honey.
3: Look, if you don't think you're up to this, I'll do it myself. Anybody who's not part of the solution is part of the problem.
5: Excuse me, Madam President, how much of this would you like noted in the minutes? None of it.
3: It's all irrelevant. I want my year in office to stand for something more than drinking fountains and blackboard erasers. Now, if no one objects, let's see how we're going to pay for it. Can I have a report on the garage sale? Patsy Weber? She said she might be tied up at her salon and asked me to give the report for her. I told you all it was a mistake to give her any responsibility.
5: Oh,
4: come oh, on.
3: What a
5: responsibility?
3: You insisted. I want this noted in the minutes, Connie. Connie? So noted, Madam President. She gave me all the figures, Jan. I mean, Madam President.
5: Madam Dictator would be more
3: like it. (laughs) (laughs) From the weekend of the 15th and 16th, the garage sale brought in $312. That's all? That's what it
4: says here. All that stuff and only $300?
5: $312, Paula. Oh,
3: yikes. Sorry. sorry, I'm late. The salon was a madhouse. You're late, Patsy. Isn't that what I just said?
5: Oh, yikes, sorry. Sorry I'm late. The salon was a madhouse. You're late, Patsy.
3: We all just <laughs> heard her. Oh, Connie. I just gave you a report. Oh, thanks, Charlene. We didn't make too much on that one. Maybe it was our merchandise. Ridiculous. Oh, Jan, the sterling silver barbecue tongs and Gucci baby seat you donated? You can pick them up at your next appointment. Right, Jan.
4: Couldn't be the merchandise. <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, Gucci.
5: Gucci, Gucci. Gucci, Gucci. Gucci.
1: All right, um so Mrs. Mann is very literal in keeping her notes, which I have to say both excites me and terrifies me about a person, you know, like when they're like, "I'm here to take the notes," and they're writing down like passing small conversations. she was like a
0: stenographer in a courtroom.
1: Which I've always wanted that skill as well as <laughs> like the ability to do shorthand. Like, do you remember
0: like shorthand? I mean, I, I've, I've heard of shorthand. I don't know what it looks like or how to write it. Should
1: we like look it up? That'd be great. Okay, maybe not now because we have a lot of movie to get through. Maybe we'll look up shorthand for the second half of the movie. <laughs> Guys, get ready. Also, um, kind make of sure funny how they're like,
0: shitting all over Gucci. She's like, you can pick your Gucci baby suit up because like it didn't sell. at this, And now it's like, that thing would probably go for a lot on the real real.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. And by the way, I thought three hundred and like twelve bucks was pretty good for a yard sale, especially in Not like nineteen ninety.
0: Not a Nencino, honey.
1: It's a yard sale. It's like your crap on the lawn, even if it's Gucci. <laughs> like they had consignment stores back then. Like I know that that was before eBay. There was always a consignment store, totally. but this is for the PTA. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, also, like, who sells Gucci at a yard sale? these ladies i guess um so the dynamic there is pretty clear i forgot to um introduce patsy at the beginning who's played by the secretary for mrs bueller aka ed mcclurg she um is our comic relief throughout although i will say all of these women are hysterical everyone comes to this meeting with their own attitude i love that our girl susan is, like, needle-pointing throughout it. Julia has her, like, two-year-old baby with her, with her age gap situation with her two kids. On his leash. (laughs) Um, He's on a leash. That's right. (laughs) So after this, we see two male school officials talk about how the money for the pool just isn't there. You guys, keep your eyes on the pool. This whole fucking movie is about a pool. Um, The teacher's upset. Um, This is like an affluent community, and there's been no raises for teachers in five years. He hates the PTA. Those women spend more money on lunch than he makes in a year.
0: Now, does he give you Stanley Tucci vibes?
1: He does, actually. Well, I would say most men of this era who are like character actors give me Stanley Tucci vibes. Like, I feel like these men walk so Stanley Tucci could fly. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Um, Who but was he, he, he? Should we honor him? What's his name? Okay, let's look into it. So... I mean, he did so much for the Stanley Tucci's of the world. Let me see. So I would say
1: that that was probably Principal Gene Naylor is Earl Bowen, and he, or Bone, he was in The Terminator, and... Um, I'm looking for some of it. He was on Kim Possible. uh, Senor, senior, senior. Never seen the show, but I'm assuming that that was like a big character. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, um, yeah. He's very outside of his creepy interest in Halloween, which will come up later, like really set me off. Um, He (laughs) was pretty great in this movie. And then The Teacher... I think it must have been Harry Alberts, a.k.a. Dave Grohl, is his name, not to be confused with Dave Grohl. Um, He was on Law & Order. He played Judge Joel Thayer. um, Black Scorpion, he had a big role in that, a show called VIP. The X-Files, he was on. Baywatch, he played uh, Frank Larkin on Baywatch. Murder, She Wrote, my favorite show. Dr. Stan Garfield, Not Dr. John, The Love of My Life. Do you remember um, Dr. John in town in Cabot Cove? He was, like, her friend that probably had a crush on her. And, like, they would all, like, be laughing around. At the end of every episode, like, she'd come back to Cabot Cove and they'd be, like, in a diner. And it would, like, freeze frame on her laughing with him. Okay. That would be, like, the end of every show. He's, like, basically a safe harbor. Um, So... Um, They cut back to the meeting where the women are reporting on all the other ways they've made money recently. They made $270 at the bake sale. There's going to be a big PTA luncheon next week. Susan's going to be in charge of making the crab sandwiches and each woman has a dish that they're making. Marty speaks to the room. She's a real estate agent, and she's helping secure the land for the pool project. Paula runs the treasury, and she's not very good at math. Uh, we learn right away. She clearly has trouble with very simple math. This would be like if I was put in charge of the treasury, where it'd be like, "There's money there." Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not, it's not personal. I'm just not doing math. You know what I mean? Right. Um, after the meeting, the women walk to their cars. Jan hangs back a little bit to talk to the principal because she's like. A Big ass sucker, except for when she's not. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's that person that's just like perfectly up the right people's asses. Mm-hmm. I hate a bitch like that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Calculated. They're
1: all very vocal about hating Jan. It's actually kind of remarkable. I wish more people kept it 100 like that, where yeah. they were just like, we don't fucking like you. And she's like, I know you don't. Like, yeah. I wish that there was more of that in this world. Um, so, this fact that Julia Duffy's character is going to mo- – it's going to move the needle for you. When Susan doesn't like someone, that means they're bad. Um, Julia, the character, tells Susan that she's so embarrassed about her van that she's driving. And Susan's like, it's kind of fun. She's that person that's going to – which is true. It is fun. Yeah. Like, it's fucking fun. Like, I would absolutely drive around a van with a roach on it and be, like, proud to be doing it. She's still Susie from the desert. Like – 100% and it's very Silver Lake of Julia to yeah. be riding around with a roach on her car like trend setting like that
0: totally um even though that was that not roach like we'll get there at some point but that roach has a moment saves the day yeah. I know
1: the roach might be the star I feel like that there could be something in that maybe we should make merch for the show should our first merch should be like <laughs> an based enamel on pin this- roach Based on this roach, after everything we've gone through together, Susan's really like, that's kind of fun. Julia tells her she's so nice. She's the only one that makes her feel like she really fits in. Jan walks to her car at the same time Susan is pulling out in her Jeep. She, like, comes so close to hitting her. But the way that Jan sort of stands there as Susan is about to hit her is, like, a (laughs) dare. Like, it's like, hit me,
0: bitch. Yeah. And, like... It's almost like she wanted to die.
1: Yeah, or she wanted to, like... I can't tell Sue what it Susan. is. I think that she wanted to... She's that bitch that would stir up some shit. Because everyone else, like, their natural reaction is to move away from an oncoming car. Right. And she just sort of calmly stands there. It's yeah. very, like, Patrick Bateman. Like, the right. stakes don't matter to her. Right. There's no stakes.
0: That's and a great comparison. The
1: more we learn about Jan, the more we will learn there are no stakes in her universe. Like, anything goes. Um. So... She basically almost hits her and then everyone like comes running to her. It's like when the pretty girl would get like a bee sting and everyone would lose their mind and they'd be like, oh my God, are you okay? And yeah, (laughs) it's like she didn't do anything. She's just like the pretty popular girl and she had the same thing that all of us have had like had to deal with done to her um but everyone's like dying over her and then Susan's like I'm so sorry my heel got stuck under the gas and Julia our girl comes over and she's like it's okay Susan you must be like horrified um so we go Which, to can we talk about like how does a heel get stuck under the gas I think that was like A thing back in the day Like cause if you drive With heels on I drive with heels on Oh I always get so afraid Is like, it
0: because There was like holes In the pedals Like those like Kind of like Like industrial looking Type of gas pedals With the if like it, it got stuck In the hole Or like it got caught Under and forced her foot Like I don't get it I don't get it. Cause it would force Your foot up if anything It was a jeep Guys google
1: Jeep gas pedals I don't know I think that it was just like. I think it was like Just one of those things Where it's like If you have a long heel And it goes underneath The gas pedal Like at some point The two things Are gonna get Like connected And sort of it's gonna be you can't break as quickly as you'd want to. If you're did left you have foot, a moment
0: where you didn't believe Susan and you were thinking, that's no.
1: outrageous. You did this on purpose. I bought Susan right away. I totally bought in on her. Because like she is the one that just if any other if any of these other bitches tried that, I'd be like,
0: Doubt So it. I was suspicious. You were. Also because I feel like they're all rocking kitten heels. Like I'm not seeing some like Louboutin stiletto making a debut in this film. So it was very confusing for me.
1: I don't think it's like her heel pierced the pedal. Okay. I think it's more like sometimes it's just hard and this is why i don't drive with heels like if i ever am like driving with like if i need to wear heels i bring my heels separately and like i'll wear a flat to drive it's because like sometimes it's
0: just hard to move from like gas to brake i see maybe it was like an ankle impingement like it was like ah
1: Yeah, the heel made it more, less flexy. Right. Um, So let's set up Susan's home life. I love this scene so much. This is when I knew this movie was (laughs) going to be a fucking smash hit. I like literally, Sammy strap in it's good you're gonna lose your mind it has the best button to a scene i've ever seen because they didn't have to do this they didn't have to make this a comedy and have comedy beats they did not need to i feel like i know
0: exactly which part you're about to highlight and i'm so excited
1: and the whole thing is actually really like just like campy like 80s 90s these are family dynamics but her home life is hell her husband's a man child um and it while we listen to this scene, I just want to imagine, like, for, for I want you guys to imagine that she is surrounded by probably a $1,000 worth of groceries. Um, let's play 939 to 1117.
2: Have you seen my lucky cufflinks?
1: They're in the dress shirt you wore Monday, probably in the corner of the closet where you tossed
4: it.
5: You're making yourself crazy with all of this. Homemade croissants. Three mustards. You probably made your own mayonnaise. At 5 a.m. Oh, I wish I had never made these sandwiches. Every time there's a fundraiser, it's what they
4: expect.
3: It's only a PTA lunch.
4: Tell that to Jan Mayfield. Would you hand me that knife?
2: Oh. Oh. Damn it! Uh,
5: Is that my lunch? Charles, it's
4: only mustard. It's not
5: the end of
0: the world. Yeah, but can you get it out?
5: I made
4: a deal with the dry cleaners. I don't take out mustard stains, and he doesn't make sandwiches for the PTA. What's this green stuff? It's watercress. You'll like it. I don't even well, like the name.
3: Look at this. Now. What am I gonna do now?
4: I don't know, Charles. Change shirts or wear a yellow tie.
3: Chad. Chad.
4: Yuck. Feed Travis, will you? He hasn't had breakfast yet.
5: Um, I don't think I'm going to school today. Oh, you're not feeling well?
4: History or geometry. Geometry. I told you to study.
3: How do you read these kids so well?
4: I spend time with them.
3: I better
5: change the shirt.
4: Honey! Oh! Oh, ouch! Oh, Travis!
0: Give me that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is what i I live for travis travis is so cute
1: he's a golden retriever this whole thing should be like just added she's making sandwiches on croissants Whole thing's
0: a tide pen commercial
1: it is a tide pen commercial (laughs) that's exactly what a tide pen commercial opening looks like you're so right um okay so this ends on a golden retriever named travis who For some reason, even though she's making croissant sandwiches, has, like, a fucking Wonder Bread sandwich... (laughs) <laughs> In his mouth. And he's just standing there. You can see his little golden retriever smile. He has... It's like so ready for Reddit. Like, it's just like the most perfect animal picture ever. And I love that they, they thought to do that. I mean, I I know we've always loved animals, but this feels like very current.
0: Yeah. And um, that's the kind of detail they really put into this film and why it's such a classic. And they didn't have to do that. No, they didn't. They um, So...
1: Let's just say this husband is a literal child. Yeah. Um, the daughter has the worst fried ends I've ever seen in my life. I thought that was Lori Laughlin at first.
0: Oh, did you? Like, as a little kid. But then I did the math in my head and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. No, that's
1: different. It's She's different. I wonder who she was. Young Chrissy. Her ends are so fried. Yeah. Like I almost wanted to put out Krista Murphy was the name of this actress. She sounds familiar. She was on The Wonder Years and she played Carla Healy on The Wonder Years. That's mm. how I fucking know her face. Um, for sure. And uh yeah, a couple roles step by step. She was definitely one of those people that like mm, step by step Ugh. when she was old enough TGIF. to tell her. Yeah. Live. She's yeah, she did um Shaky Ground, the nightstand. She did a bunch of like little things, but you can tell that once she was old enough to not want to do this anymore or she wasn't cute enough to keep getting barked. Like, she was out of Hollywood. Like, 1996, she was done.
0: She's in Arizona now.
1: Yeah. Um, I felt so bad for Julia Duffy. Like, just making mayonnaise at home at five o'clock in the morning with your son bitching at you and your husband and by the way could you have ever gone to your mom and been like I don't want to go to school today and she'd be like okay yeah no I had like I'm like my perfect attendance ass like not because I like I loved school but and I wasn't a great student but like I loved being at school which like made no sense because I wasn't like exactly the most popular person either I think I just like liked going um that makes all kinds of sense shauna would have never fucking let that never like i think when i got my first period there was like one like the second time i ever got my period i called my mom from the office being like i have really bad cramps and she came and picked me up with like a cup of mint tea and a cookie and she like drove me home and i remember her saying like this is like the only time. Yeah. Like, learn how to have your period, bitch, because you cannot be coming home. Like, she was very, like, rough with that shit. Like, to the point of maybe even sending me to school a little too sick.
0: Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I went to school sick. I mean, there was no, there was, it was not an option. And definitely not because I didn't study. She's like, history or geometry? She's like, Geometry And she's like I told you to study And then she goes
1: back to bed My mom would have been like No Your ass is gonna go fail And then you're gonna be
0: watching her all
1: day Yeah You're gonna grovel to your teacher Once you get your F And you're gonna be like Can I take a retest Like No hell no she needed to be a little bit more strict but i always viewed california as being lax like that
0: no i mean i grew up here i mean stephanie would not have it shout out to my mom she'd be like get the fuck up and go to school mm-hmm. that's what she would say to me i love so. that we had a
1: stephanie and ashana do you know what i mean With yeah. my mom's name like i feel like we had moms that just s names held us accountable totally um not like a Susan, you know? No. Um so at the PTA luncheon, dozens of moms stand around on the lawn. having but wait, itchy are we gonna conversations. we wait, to we over to glaze over
0: the cufflinks of it all and of mustard of it all? of Well we don't have to Okay Because that was The craziest part to me Was that
1: Yeah so the husband Like this is gonna be Common with Charles That's his name He is like cannot
0: I mean if Charles First of all Like lucky cufflinks Like that mm -hmm. just speaks To the like the wealth We're dealing with here Like he's like Have you seen My lucky cufflinks (laughs) But like for
1: someone Who's so successful Like literally cannot I mean, the way he came down and, like, saw that buffet, he was like, oh, wow. Like, look at all that stuff. And I'm like, do you understand what that came from? Like, your wife has been up since 5 in the morning, like, fucking blending oil and eggs to make mayonnaise. Totally. That's how you make mayonnaise, Charles. Did you know that? Like, he seems like one of those people that's just... Everything goes over his head. He doesn't understand why his wife's being a quote-unquote bitch on Thanksgiving. And it's because, like, dude, you can't be trusted. No. He, I wouldn't trust him to do a beer run. Like, in fact, I'm afraid Charles can't wipe his own ass. Like, he can't do anything <laughs> for himself. Like, I'm concerned. He, like, doesn't know where his shit is throughout this. It's, like, a chronic theme in this movie that he cannot do basic he's things just for himself. He's a big baby.
0: Like, he barely dips his sleeve in a little bit of mustard, and he's like... It's like it's the end of the world. It's like his arm got cut off. Like, it's insane. And it's like
1: you got to see with her son that that was a preview. Like, with the adult male in her life and the young male in her life, like, she hasn't set her son up for success either. Chad is also a little dipshit. She
0: doesn't have the time, I don't
1: think. So he's going to be some other Susan's problem in 15 years or whatever.
0: Which is Travis is the golden child.
1: Oh, yeah. Travis says, "Yeah, you know, our little golden retriever, which, by the way, Chad never fed him that little shit. Is that why he had the sandwich? Did Chad feed him his sandwich? <gasps> That's the fucking bit. Maybe. Oh, I didn't get that. Travis, Chad. <laughs> oh, Chad, you little douche. Um, unbelievable. At least he did that. Well, I can't believe it took me that long to put that together. <laughs> it's, this is only my like fourth time watching this movie. I can't believe I haven't put all that thought into it fuck um so all these women are sitting or standing around on this lawn having absolutely fucking the most cunty conversations by the way i'm gonna probably let that word fly so eden fans maybe check out now if you're like underage like earmuffs you know what i mean
0: oh i say cunt all the time okay cunt, good cunt, cunt, yeah it's kind of my favorite
1: word okay good yeah. I, I mean also like i will tell you throughout this movie i will probably speak like i hate women <laughs> When in reality, I, mean, I am like, I love other women. Like, I love girls. I love girlfriends. But, like, I am so afraid of this breed of woman.
0: No, but, like, sometimes Cunty is a compliment. Like, I feel Morgan Child in this film is Extra cunty, and I'm so here for it. Like, cunty in the best way possible. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, when a gay guy's like, oh, that's cunty as yes. fuck. Like, you're like, yes, yes, it is. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They're, they're owning it. And so, you know. No, I mean this in the pejorative, like, you're <laughs> such a fucking bitch. Oh, okay. Like, sort of <laughs> sense. <laughs> These women are such bitches. Um, so. I'm. I have to say, at this point, it's starting to hit me that like these moms that are in the PTA are also single-handedly like funding the PTA.
0: I also just realized that Jan is Erica Jane.
1: Oh, like as a person, like yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess so. I always like Erica Jane, though.
0: I mean, I like her too, but she's a total cunty like queen. Yeah, she's the best. I would be shocked though if they tried to kill her off. Like she would stand in front of the car and be like waiting for it to like not hit her and be like hello (laughs) i I give erica
1: jane (laughs) a lot of credit like i had to say i'm i maybe give her too much sometimes i don't hold a close enough microscope up to her i really don't um so anyway like i'm thinking like susan paid for like what seemed like a thousand dollars worth of crab sandwiches and then she brings us to this thing where people are paying 25 a head which is good. I mean, there seems to be like 50 to 75 women there, but it's also like not enough that I could justify spending. They're running the school. The PTA is putting so much money into this school. So a woman there congratulates Jan on working so hard for the pool. And Jan says that the school really needs it. The Japanese are so far ahead of us Americans that we have nothing left but athletics so 90s 80s so randomly racist but also true like that was their but like that was their like perception of how to deal with something back then like that was like a just like yeah like how else are we gonna beat the japanese in this worldwide race like right crazy um so Paula and the other moms are handing out Susan's famous crab sandwiches. Patty says that she's offering up services at her salon, and a percentage of the sales are going to go to the PTA. Jan overhears this and says, Oh, good. Now we'll have change for a dollar. This is who Jan is. She's a bitch. Uh, Patty assures Marty that her skin isn't as thin as Jan thinks it is. Marty asks her, like, what do you think Jan's beef is with you? And she goes, well, it could be that I have to work for a living, or it could be because I'm happy. I'm not sure what she hates more. Hmm. Um, by the way, Marty and Patty are the, Patsy, sorry, are the only two women in this movie who work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, maybe Patsy has to work, but, like. Yeah, we don't, we don't ever find out Patsy's backstory like we do with Marty. I feel like if you work at a salon, like, I feel like a lot she, she of wealth. she owns it, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of wealthier women who own salons, like, it's because they have a passion for it. Totally. Like, they love it. Totally. Um. And it is like an art form. It's like any. It's like no different than funding any other artistic dream of yours at a certain point. Hundred um, percent. So Jan asks Susan to bring her a plate of food, which is her way of telling her to fuck off while she like talks to some other moms. We find out that Mrs. Mann, uh, the woman who keeps the minutes for the group, her husband is running for city council. According to her, he's a law and order candidate. He supports the school project. The teacher is there. He's the one who gets underpaid and is grouchy throughout this whole thing. He chimes in that he thinks the money could go to salary so we've already established his motive he doesn't want the pool because of the salary jan starts to chomp down on her sandwich uh before another mom can try and clear her plate and as soon as she takes a big bite she like starts talking with her mouth full and i'm like oh that's a weird look um, for someone who's so pulled together um she drops dead
0: yeah like, like instantly
1: instantly um so we come back from a commercial break because this is like a true made for tv movie where they like it's like lights down and then there's like a little break <laughs> and it comes back up which i always love because i'm like it's
0: like a play
1: it was also written to that you yeah. know what I, I love it when something's written to a commercial break
0: mm-hmm. so
1: we come back up from that and uh we're at jan's funeral okay she died um which i she died in like five seconds like I, li- she took a bite and li- two seconds later she's dead I did not know that this movie was going to be that. Like, I didn't think it was going to be like, and then there were five. Like, I didn't think it was going to have that. I thought we were going to watch like 15, 20 minutes of a movie and then maybe someone would like eat the sandwich and get very sick and then eventually pass away in the hospital. Right. I did not know we were going to get that like instant. Instant. It's that camp. It's the camp of it all. So at the funeral, everyone there has one thing in common, which is that they hated Jan. Talking shit on her still. Mrs. Mann and her husband, um, the candidate, are having a hard time wrangling their son at the funeral. So when we play this clip, just keep in mind that that's what that distraction is. 1521 to 1658.
3: Some turnout. There's Patsy. Yoo Imagine her turning out to say goodbye to Jim. Imagine any of us turning
4: out for this.
3: Oh. Wait,
5: oh. wait, wait. What did we talk about this morning? What did we discuss? You told me not to embarrass you today. That's right. I don't think that's too much to ask for one day. I feel so guilty. You? Why you? Because I was the one passing those sandwiches around. Well, you weren't the only one.
3: Assuming it was the sandwich, couldn't it have been a simple case of food poisoning? Well, well, I gave a campaign speech to a group of doctors the other day. They were only general practitioners, but they know what they're talking about. They
4: say that you don't usually die instantly from food poisoning, that it's a long, lingering, painful death. Thank you, Vincent Price. Stop it, you mean... Stop it. You're driving me crazy. Do you do something? You are Please. embarrassing your mother, but more important, you are embarrassing me. Come on. Tony, Kyle, honey, just wanted to tell you how sorry I am about Jan.
5: Thank you, Paul. I appreciate the sentiment, but we both know you never liked her.
4: That is not
1: true. Now, I liked her once before she stole you away from me. So a lot going on here right away. We know that Paula was, uh, used to be married to Jan's now husband. And also, this is where you kind of get some information about who Paula probably is as a person. Right. Because she does not seem to have a relationship with her son. Right. At all. Um, which you're like, hmm, what does that mean? Wait, um,
0: that was her son? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And... I thought that was Jan's son and husband. I don't think so. No, I think you're wrong, Mals. I think that's not her kid. Well, who was Jan's first husband? Wait. Sorry, I'm so confused. That was Jan's late husband and her motherless son now. That was Jan's kid, the blonde kid. That's why, yeah, that's why she was, like, touching his hair kind of, like, awkwardly. If it was your own kid, you think you'd touch him like that?
1: I think they're disconnected because Paula's a little bit in the... You know what I mean? She's oh. doing a little sniffy sniff, a little drinky drink. So
0: that little blonde boy is Paula's kid.
1: I mean it's Morgan Fairchild. The blonde hair gives it away to me. Okay, that's
0: so weird. We saw this totally different. I thought that was Jan's kid.
1: At the end of the day, does it really matter outside of the fact that these people are fucking broken? Like Well I guess
0: people. for me I didn't know that I didn't know that Paula had a kid. Yeah, I guess. I'm I
1: well, I mean, why else would she be on the P T Wow. Wait a minute. Yeah. Why are these bitches on the PTA? The fuck? <laughs> Whose kid is that? Yeah, where are all their kids? Uh, if not, there's just one of these only women Susan. are extremely odd and just on the PTA. Yeah, they just want to be.
0: F- oh my gosh, it's like a social club. They just want to be friends. Yeah, they don't even have kids that go in this there. day and
1: age. If someone tried to join the PTA, male or female, I'd be Dale. like, you're a pedophile. Yeah. Like literally, electric chair for Dale. sure. <laughs> um Okay, so the other thing is, did you notice the man's son was the only one who's dressed in like an Easter suit? at a funeral yeah he's wearing like a beige (laughs) suit completely misbehaved i will say mr man throwing like general practitioners under the bus is like a lesser doctor is like very (laughs) of the times as well yeah like where it's like oh he's only a gp like he only did eight years of medical school but um loved that um, after the funeral I will I will say that like this like hunky guy like comes up on the side of the funeral and everyone's like who's that And they I all believe get they call him a sex god yeah that's what Chrissy says she's like 14 this was like a time and place where like when teenage girls would like talk like that about guys in front of their moms on tv i'd be like is that i'm supposed to talk like in yeah. front of my mom yeah um but no that was always just like a tv thing right i think so um so they're like is that one of jan's lovers was that who she was seeing um when she went to the santa fe opera so jan right away we're like okay jan is a cheater um we also, like, no one wants to talk about Jan at the funeral. We completely skip over that and go to a moment of silence. After the funeral, they all start to disperse. And then the hunky guy that was just standing off to the side, he's a cop. And he wants to talk to Susan and he needs her to come down to the station. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, my God, it was the sandwiches.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is, like, just shows, like, I don't know. It's, it seems so campy to me. It's, like, so earnest and, like, just so also, like, yeah, what did you fucking think it was? Like, of course it was. So, down at the station, he tells you the toxicology report says that the sandwich was laced with some side of, uh, sort of tranquilizer called digitalis that could kill a large rhino.
0: Yeah, I wanted to look that up.
1: Digitalis seems like a venereal disease to me. <laughs> Like, doesn't that sound like not... Medi- like, it sounds like a computer virus. Like, I was like, what? I was you was digitalis, con- bitch. Yeah,
0: very confused.
1: Um, her husband's in the hallway having, like, an absolute meltdown. This is the last time you'll see Charles give a shit about what goes on in Susan's life. Can I just
0: point something out about the cop? Yeah. He claims he's from three different places throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Um, when he first approaches Susan after, you know, right here at the funeral... Um, he mentions that he's from the North Hollywood division. And I'm like, why is a cop from North Hollywood taking on a murder case in Encino? Mm-hmm. Then later, he says he's from South Central. Yeah. And then later, he says the thing about Silver Lake... Um. It's a big jump from Silver Lake to Encino.
1: Yeah, he says he... So another point later on, he says, like, I live in North Hollywood. And then he says, like, I was down at the station in South Central. Like, he literally... He puts himself all over the map. Right. Which... Okay. For okay. everyone out there, like North Hollywood and Encino aren't close. I mean, they're pretty close together, but they're definitely their own districts. But then South
0: Central, like I other I, side
1: of the city. Why would why would he be over there? I'm a little confused.
0: So. I think
1: that he was like that was his local um, like, police station that he worked at at one time.
0: Yeah, like okay. I think that
1: that was like his first place, and then he transferred over to got it North Hollywood slash Encino. Got it.
0: Um, but my point being, he feels like a big fish out of water in Encino. He makes that very clear how like all of the wealth and the culture, like he, it's totally foreign to him. He's Joe Caruso, okay? He's from yeah. South
1: Central. <laughs> like
0: he doesn't fucking know his way around all
1: these bitches. So um, basically like he asks her, did you off Jan Mayfield? And she's like, no, of course not. And he was like, well, who would want to? And she goes, only everyone that knew her. So... You know, despite giving all of this sort of right away, you would think she's guilty. She's he's like, Well, how'd you know, Jan? And she goes, We met after I moved to Encino, we met at a mocha event. And he's like, You get you have galas for ice cream. And she explains that it's Museum of Contemporary Art. So they're really painting him
0: to be like this, like Joe Blow, sort of. I have to jump in here. I have a personal connection to this. Mm -hmm. So you know, my dog mocha. Did you know that her name is M O C A, like the Museum of Contemporary Art? Now I do. Everyone online will they always be like, Happy birthday to Mocha and they spell it like the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I always have to explain to people, No, it's Mocha like the Museum of Contemporary Art. So like once that moment happened, I was all the way in on this movie. I was like, oh, wow, this is for me.
1: It's truly L.A. Yeah.
0: Like, they do a
1: good job of, like, not just if you live here and like, landmarks you may know, but, like, also if you know anything about L.A. at this time – in like the world this is very la um so he's like well, like tell me like how'd you know Jan? what would you guys talk about and she's like you know we'd see each other at lunch at Chin, Chin jazzercise mommy and me play robics
0: psychic nutritionist
1: psychic nutritionist and joe basically has no idea what's going on um and so she's like you know i didn't even like jan is that terrible of me i mean she's dead and all and how can you not like a dead person which I loved that line because it's true. So true. Like, as soon as someone dies, I'm Every like, you know line. what? I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't care that that person fucked me over severely. Like, they're dead. And what can I say to dead? Like, you can't, right? Yeah, totally. But yeah, unfortunately, sometimes you're going to ha- Like, I will even find, like, historical figures that I know are bad. I'll be like, mm, it's sad that they're dead. Like, <laughs> I just have these moments. So...
0: You see it in like all of those um Dateline episodes. Like doesn't matter what the person did. They will paint the prettiest picture of their life. They'll be like, Susan was a lovely girl. Well, it's like Susan's our movie, but whatever. She Katie had was amazing eyes and a yeah. smile that lit up every room. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and like she'd never heard a fly. And it's like. <laughs> I'm sure not every person on dateline was like perfect. They would never
1: hurt a fly. Like yeah. that's that's you have to know. Yeah. That is such a fucking lie. lie. That is so untrue. Find me a bitch who hasn't killed a fly. Yeah. Not especially um, over at Julia's house they love killing flies totally um so we're gonna speed this up a little bit she basically is just like I didn't do it Joe obviously I've seen movies like it's always the least likely suspect and I'm the most likely suspect um Susan and her husband are talking and she's like basically I'm terrified because I was told not to leave town for a week I want to go see Chad's away game and her husband's like I'm I doubt that they're gonna like put the National guard out on you because you went to like Van Nuys for an away game um he's very not worried for her considering the stakes and i'm like dude your wife made a sandwich that killed a woman yeah like tune in charles
0: yeah
1: um so he's like i have to go to a meeting about a shopping center he really doesn't have time for her to talk about this or time about time for her for anything so as he's leaving the doorbell rings it's joe and at this point chrissy answers the door and she's really into joe until she's not Mm -hmm. um And so she, you know, Susan's whole thing is like, oh, my God, are they going to have private bathrooms in prison? Spoiler alert, they will not have private bathrooms in prison. Um, The kids run outside um, because basically Charles shoes them out of the house. Um, And one of his friends, one of Chad's friends says to him, what's going on, Chad? And he goes, I think my mom's being arrested. And the friend goes, excellent. (laughs) They like run off. I miss that time. You know, when things were just simple like that. Yeah. Joe tells Susan that she's no longer a suspect. It's just too obvious. Then Susan goes, um, she gets a little attitude and she goes, well, you embarrassed me in front of my friends and my husband and my family. You know, it's just a lot. Like now you're coming here and saying I'm not a suspect. And he's like, I'm sorry I embarrassed you, but that's my job. Charles is like, well, you know what? Apparently nothing's wrong. So I got to head out to work. Uh, Give me a call if you need anything right so he leaves and this is so charles so susan asks him um what she wants like what like what are you doing here and he's like listen I live in North Hollywood. I drive a 10-year-old Chevy. I don't belong to a health club. I have a couple of dumbbells in front of the television. I drink tap water. Um, And he's like, I don't know. Do you know what's in tap water? I don't know anything about this world you're living in. I love this setup. He's like, I need a liaison. Like, I need someone who's going to tell me all about this rich mommy world. This is out of a fucking like fairy tale this storyline it's amazing tell me about this world i need to know what polarity therapy is so um some of the pta moms are at a pool and tennis club getting sun and talking about life post jan uh susan rolls up to the pool with joe to talk to the girls and you should know that every single one of these girls has a raging heart on for joe and that's like the biggest problem in this movie mm-hmm. is like how no one can get past how hot joe is um 26 28 to twenty-nine, thirty.
5: Do we really think we ought to be sitting here so soon after Jan's funeral? Oh, Jan would have wanted it this way.
3: Makes you think, doesn't it? Here we are sitting at the same table every day, drinking the same drinks, using the same artificial sweeteners, ordering the same sandwiches, watching the same people. Charlene, is there a point you're trying to make? No.
4: They're Jan-ears. So, what? I mean, you're trying to say what? That we're in a rut? A very deep
5: rut? Not as deep as Jan's.
4: Well, I'm not in a
3: rut. I have the opera association of my design business.
4: Charlene, honey, your design business? Once a year, you redecorate your husband's office. Paula, you don't know... Oh, ladies...
5: Oh, look what Susan brought home wonder if she wants to keep him
3: I don't know, but I would
5: Oh, stop, Susan's not the kind to cheat on her
3: husband
4: Susan, what are you doing here today? Paula Preston, Connie Mann, Charlene Voss This is
3: Detective Russo
4: from the LAPD How you doing?
3: Yeah. I recognize you from the funeral I think it's safe to say we all do
5: Well, I'm in charge of the Jan Mayfield case and, uh... Susan's been nice enough to help me out this afternoon.
4: Susan? Why don't you uh, join us for a drink? On me.
5: No, thank you. I'm on duty. I don't drink.
4: Ice tea, then. Excuse me? Yes, ma'am. Uh, could you bring the officer an iced tea? And anybody else want anything, Connie? <laughs> I'll have another mineral water. I don't drink either. Connie doesn't do anything. While I, on the other hand,.
5: Miss Preston, I understand you were once married to Jan's husband?
4: My, my, we have been getting well acquainted, haven't we?
5: (laughs) I overheard you talking at the funeral.
4: Oh. Well, yes, Tony and I were married. That was a long time ago. There were no hard feelings.
5: It's amazing what a trip to La Costa can do, isn't it? La Costa? It's a spa near San Diego.
4: They starve you on tofu and then make you exercise till you croak. Very chic. But I did lose some weight and started my life over again. She's feeling years younger. Hello, Mrs. Henshaw. Hi. Ladies, may I be of any assistance? Not right now, Kevin, thank you. Uh, That's Kevin, Albert's Julia's oldest son. He works as a lifeguard after school.
3: And Paula drowns on a regular basis. I heard that.
1: Morgan Fairchild's fully wearing a leather turtleneck, which I've never seen before. It's like a perfect leather red turtleneck. Who knew that that sentence needed to be said? And there's like a beautiful yellow sweater over it. Like these women are just doing the most with their outfits at all times. Yeah. This movie was also made at a time where you were like, yeah, I guess the actress would say, like, you ought to not say that. Like, they say, like, you know, isn't it weird? Like, we ought not be sitting here without thinking
0: about Jan. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, who talks like that? Well, that's why I think she's British. Charlene said that, right? I, I feel think like, it was. I feel yeah. like she ad-libbed that, and she's super British.
1: I did. I do want to say, I'm sorry to Charlene for saying earlier that only two of them had jobs because apparently Charlene has a, a budding like, interior design business. Right, right. So, Paula's fucking Kevin, Julia's oldest son.
0: Yeah, and I'm living for her fuck-me-eyes. She's so good in that scene. And
1: Morgan Fairchild's beyond in this movie, and I'm just like, why is she not even more iconic than yeah. she already is? She needs,
0: yeah. What was, Justice like, for Morgan. In the movie that you guys, what was your relationship? I had no relationship with her. I, like, our characters didn't intersect.
1: Oh, really? No.
0: Was it, like, a... You we were all
1: living on different like timelines and paths. Like, what was going on?
0: <laughs> um, no, I just I I was like a pit stop. Like, I own a I owned a pawn shop. Um, <gasps> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh my and god. The the two leads, um, they're they break down and they have to like pawn a motorcycle to me for cash. And yeah, so I never intersected with Morgan Fairchild. I love that casting for you. Yeah, it was I fun. could so see that. Yeah, and then I, like, like I like haggle them, and then I end up, like, romantically, like, hooking up with one of them, or it's implied in the film, but yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Gotta watch. Yeah, you're gonna miss me. It's available at every Walmart or... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where else you can find probably on demand yeah, I probably. feel like everything
1: is on demand yeah. like end of the day look on on demand yeah um, so at Patty's salon Marty and Patty are gossiping about someone's husband asking them for a divorce on their car phone Um. the babysitter and him were driving off to Palm Springs so Julia's having a hard time getting the dryer working she's covered in dye so like the whole bit with this salon is that the dryer is like always on the fritz and like everyone's always trying to hear when they're under the dryer. which like you don't ever
0: had your hair like have you ever sat under one of those dryers yeah
1: i worked in a salon all through high school but like i will still like if i go i haven't colored my hair in like two years almost a year and a half now
0: that's your natural it's so pretty
1: yeah i'm trying to grow it out like verge you know beautiful um but i will put like a gloss on Mm -hmm. and then you have to sit under the heater for that Mm -hmm. or like a conditioner but i've done that yeah i mean for sure since I was a kid. Because my grandmother used to go get her perm every week or like every two weeks. And then when I would go with her, they would like do a little like judge for me. Like it was always like curl maintenance. Um, but I've been sitting under them. They're you don't even talk. Like anyone who's been to a salon, no, you just don't you even hear. bother. It's like, yeah. It's
0: like but you're it's also, inside of a
1: like like I don't know, a spaceship. It's also like not so comically like deafening that like it's so exaggerated in this movie both ways. Yeah. It's like either you've never sat under a hairdryer or you're also deaf in addition to your hard of hearing. Um, that
0: would be me, though, by the way, because I am a little hard of hearing from, like, just blowing my ears out in the studio. Mm-hmm. So all the time I'm like, what? What? So that would be me under the dryer for sure. Um,
1: so... Patty says that Susan was at the club with the detective. Um, Susan's giving him the lay of the land, according to Paula. Marty asks who he suspects, and Patty guesses that it's Susan. I mean, it was her sandwich. Joe pulls up to Susan's house. He drove her her, and her kids home after school, and he says to Chad after he gets out of the car, Hey, Chad, play hard and play fair, and don't use steroids because they're against the law. (laughs) Um, He thanks Susan for helping him around town that day. And he says that he just got transferred out here from South Central. And this is a new world for him. No one ever uh, gets their colors done there or their body waxed. They were lucky to get their cars waxed. She says she's from small town Arizona, so she also had a like hard time too. Also, such an
0: exaggeration. Like, please, there are salons in South Central LA, and there were then. Like,
1: but who also, wrote this? like, aren't cars like a huge part of the culture? One hundred percent. So he's like, oh, we don't get car. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure that like actually most people would spend money on car wax before they would like body wax. Hundred right percent. Um, so Susan has a new license plate. It says PTA Mom One. <laughs> Um, She drives through town. She sees Chad playing ball with his friends, not on steroids, thank God. The women are at their health club on the bikes, um, talking shit per usual. That's what these women do all day. Yeah. Like, this is the whole, like, how you wind up with Faye Resnick writing a book about you of it all.
0: If you're a Real Housewives fan, this movie's for you.
1: It's actually, like, more grounded than Real Housewives in a lot of ways. So... Patty goes, who do you think it was? And Paula goes, if I'm a betting woman, I'd say me, but I didn't do it. And Charlene goes, but you were her best friend. And Paula says, I know that's a sad commentary on her life, isn't it? Um, these women are fucking ruthless. You know, I wouldn't want to run in... They're thugs in a cocktail dress. Totally. Like, truly the Shoulder definition. Um, Susan walks up to them, and Patty wants to know what's going on with her and Columbo. She needs to deliver on the gossip at the salon. And Susan says, he's just asking me some questions. And Charlene goes, and I hope you had the good sense to say yes to all of them. Um, they're just, like, a bunch of, like, hoes, too. Like, that's the other thing. I'm like... Dude, like, why are you all so fucking horny? Like, I mean, because Joe can get it. I mean, Joe's hot, but like, it, I don't understand this. Like, it's like literally this movie was what Desperate Housewives was based on. Oh, that is such a good
0: comparison. Because I'm like, why are you so horny? Why are you so desperate? Like, I mean, if you were married to Charles and that was your life, you would be like, hey, Joe, right? Or you would be like, I'm divorcing you, Charles. I think
1: I would be like, I'm miserable. Like, I'm locked into a pattern. Like, if I were to, like, put my head above water for even a minute, the whole situation would become so serious for me. Like, I'd be like, well, what am I going to do? Like, leave with my kids? No, I have to make it work with Charles. And, like, I'm certainly not going to be, like, overtly horny in front of my friends. But that's never been me. Right. Like, I've never been the one that's like... Hey, guy, like I never (laughs) like the sex. I always talk about the sex in the city brunch scenario is a nightmare for me. Like these women just coming together and being like, Yeah, so I sucked a fat cock last night. I'm like, Ew, that's like disgusting. Like, really? How am I supposed to eat a BLT like across from that? Like, absolutely. So you're like like, totally a Charlotte.
0: You are. No, I mean, you are.
1: I'm not a Charlotte. I'm just also a very visual thinker. Will she be
0: the one that would like get upset over that comment?
1: I wouldn't get upset. I'm not like offended by the idea of someone getting like their dick sucked. I'm offended by like the visual it puts into
0: my head. At brunch,
1: like I'm a very visual thinker. Like whenever someone's telling me, like, "Oh, my husband and I
0: were like fucking last night,"
1: like I literally, like, I see them fucking. Like that, no, like is that... okay, right, right? Because I paint. Like I need to paint a picture for right. it to make sense to me, right? So, like, next thing I know, I'm like, I feel like I'm in the bedroom with
0: them. So and you I'm... couldn't handle the art therapy classes in this movie,
1: no. And in fact, I was like, <laughs> "What is wrong with them?" Like I was like, "Who like is so horny for a dick that they would like go." i can't imagine like was that a thing yeah that's like i think a totally a thing like i think i've seen that well one i like went to a private school like for a um one of the private schools i was considering had like live nude models that would come in which like now that i look back on it like that's insane how old were you it it was a high school wow so like like what the you're gonna put a 14-year-old in a class, like, sketching some man's dick. Yeah, and, like, that is I, weird. I know that, like, it's art. Like, coming from, like, a worldly standpoint, my mom was, like, a fine arts major. So I grew up around – a like, I didn't realize that the statue in our backyard was, like, sort of a dick until I was older. Like, my <laughs> mom won these, like, awards for, like, these these pieces she made in college, and I never realized they were dicks until I was older. And they were in my backyard my whole life. Wow. And I was like, oh. And (laughs) fuck at one point she like joined a sketching class and she was like yeah there was like a nude model and I was like mom like but it was always presented to me as art so I never like thought of it that way. I could never imagine going I could imagine going to the class but I couldn't
0: imagine sexualizing it right. Who's the, who's the character in this film that does that? Julia. Oh, yeah, Julia. You know,
1: Julia is just, <laughs> Julia's out there, you know? She's like slapping the clay. It's amazing. <laughs> we're going to play that scene. It's amazing. So um, Joe pays a visit to Jan's husband, Paula's ex, who works at the Ferrari dealership. And then we're going to cut to um, the campaign office of Steve Mann, where sober Connie Mann uh, who takes the minutes in the group is working on the campaign, so she has a job too, not to disqualify her. 3305
5: to 3457. Wow. This is a beauty. Get out of here. My trade wouldn't pay the tax on this thing. Detective, if you don't mind, I've got customers waiting. Could we get to the point? What can you tell me about your late wife? Jan was a wonderful woman. And very misunderstood by most people in this town. She cared passionately about the less fortunate. What, you're telling me she didn't have any enemies? I was very supportive of Jan, but not blind. She was not the most loved person on the PTA. I'm finding that out. As far as enemies... Well, she uh, did take over the presidency midterm from Connie Mann. No. No, we have not received them yet. And how can we run a campaign without campaign buttons? But you said next Thursday two weeks ago. All right, but this time for sure. Please? Pretty please? Thank you. Beth? Beth? Now he says next Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. Where were we? Uh, Jan Mayfield didn't take your job. You resigned. That's right. That's right. You see, with my husband's political campaign, it all just got to be too much for me. Anyway, Jan took over. She operates better under pressure than I do. Well, she used to. But you're still on the board. Yes, that's right. But a secretary. That way, all I have to do is take the minutes and then read them back at the next meeting. And Steve needs me now he comes first and he is the best candidate and I'd say that even if he wasn't paying for my art therapy classes
2: hi I'm Alexis Ohanian you may know me as one of the co-founders of reddit But more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.